When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey Geekscapists, it's Jonathan, and I really, really, really missed you, but I needed that break. Uh, this is the Logan special, but before we get into all things Logan, with our good friend Ian Kerner, who's sitting over here with me. You can say hi, Ian. Hi, Ian. <laughs> uh, I wanted to catch you guys up, because obviously it's been uh, a while since my last Geekscape. The last Geekscape that we have up on the feed is in November. Uh, that was pretty close to the 10-year anniversary of Geekscape, and I think I needed quite a bit of a break. So I took a break. Uh, on top of that break and just needing to uh, recalibrate myself, I uh, was looking for uh, a kind of a good reason to continue doing Geekscape. Uh, don't get worried. We are going to continue doing the weekly show. Um, but I spent that time kind of answering some questions saying, hey, am I doing a podcast just to keep a podcast going? Am I doing a podcast just because I'm doing, I've been doing it for so long? Am I doing a podcast for the audience? Am I doing a podcast out of ego? I was just kind of going through all the reasons to or not to do the podcast and giving myself um, just a, a level of standards that I would need to meet to continue the podcast because I wanted to start doing it right again. Not that we'd ever started doing it wrong, but I feel like it had started to slip into routine for myself at least. And with it came uh, a level of quality that uh, I don't think justified... Uh, all the work that that the team and I are putting into it. Um, so, good news. We actually have a pretty good announcement coming up. It's a big announcement. I'm really excited about it. And it's a partnership. And with that partnership, we're going to be bringing back the weekly show. And the partnership, I believe, is going to guarantee that the weekly show comes back with a higher profile, a higher quality, uh, some really great guests, and um, a level that I think is what we always wanted to do all along, and hopefully it allows us to do that. Um, I'm very excited about it. I'm very positive about it, but that also doesn't mean that I'm not going to be doing these specials with Ian, because we have a summer of movies coming out, and we've also got Iron Fist coming out in two weeks on Netflix. So uh, we're going to have those Ian specials. We're going to keep doing the Geekscape the way we do, but uh, I don't even know what this new show is going to look like, but it will be Geekscape. It will be weekly, and we'll continue the, the weekly podcast, hopefully for another 10 years. Um, so I just wanted to say that people have been asking, yes, the weekly podcast is coming back. So let's get to it with this Logan special. We've all seen Logan. If you've not seen Logan, there's going to be spoilers all over this podcast. Um, Ian and I went to see Logan Thursday night. Um, I think I was sitting next to the guy, so I think we were pretty enthused watching it. I could tell you, you were next to me. Justin it. was in between Justin us. Justin was in between us. Okay. Justin was in Remember, between us. Remember, because of your popcorn jokes. <laughs> yeah, I, I put the hole in the popcorn. Right. Um, you, you, Ian, Ian's not going to fall for that one again. He always puts somebody in between us now. Uh, that being said, we went to see the movie. I am only assuming that Ian really, really enjoyed it. I really, really, really enjoyed it. Uh, the, f- the finale to Hugh uh, Jackman's, uh, you know, his embodiment of the Wolverine character. This is the end of the saga that he started, what, how many years ago? 17, 17 years ago? Years, yeah. uh, this is James Mangold's second mm-hmm. Wolverine movie. And uh, this is it. Um, people, we're going in, we'd heard that it was incredible. Arguably the best X-Men movie. Yeah. Ian, let's start there. Broad strokes, is this the best X-Men movie? 
So broad strokes, looking at filmmaking, story, everything else, that's probably true. I, I Jonathan doesn't know how I felt about the movie because I purposely avoided it. Sure. Well, you know, in, in, in recent, recent times, um, we've kind of broken this rule a bit, but our old rule going back early on in Geekscape was we would always see the thing together, which we did do this time, yeah. but we wouldn't say anything about how we felt about <laughs> it. You know, and we started breaking that for a while. Yeah, I've, and, I, and I slipped a little on this instance, but yeah. um, you, but I have no idea what you thought about this yeah. movie. But well, I'm you, really you, you slipped in, in a little in a thread that yes. I was on, and I and I did not answer. Did I did not, not take the bait. <laughs> okay, but, so you you think that this is technically at least the best yeah, um, X-Men movie so far? I really like the movie. I agree with everything I heard about the movie going in. Um, but I was bothered. I came out of it, and actually, I said to our friend Justin, and he agreed too. He said. I don't know why I'm not head over heels, like absolutely loving it. And I thought about it, and I came up with a couple of reasons why. Okay. Um, well, well, first let's start with why you loved the movie. Um, Hold on to those, because I think okay. you and I may actually agree on a lot of them. Yeah. Because um, I explained them to a friend of mine yesterday. Uh, what did you love about this movie? Um, I mean, first of all, it, it, gets, it gets the character right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it... First, let, let's, let's go with this. Full bore, the character was yes, right. Yes, yes, yes. Um, no I love X-23. It gets her right. Mm-hmm. Um, the Xavier stuff. I mean, who could have ever imagined in their wildest dreams we would get an old Logan and, and Charles ro- road movie? Yeah. It was, it was I, a road movie. It was, a, it was a, a buddy road movie. I could have watched them bicker for another two hours. Yeah, it was so great. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, taking care of them and all of it. And it, it, it so actually got the heart of the character. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's so interesting in the comics because the whole thing about, and, and, and I mean, I hated this, but Psychops being possessed by the Phoenix and killing Charles and Wolverine's reaction to it. You know, it, it's, you know, it, 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 I mean, again, you know, in the comics, I hate that. I think it created this weird kind of drama. It was beyond schism. And just, you know, it, it actually, it really destroyed the heart. Mm-hmm. Of the X Men in so many ways, you know, but but this movie so much embodied that particular relationship between them, you know, and and it took you know when, when they announced th- this movie, we always knew it was going to be loosely based on the old Neil Logan story, and I definitely want to delve into that a lot. But starting out, um, I'll say it took aspects of that in a very smart way because our big concern was that that story happened to be so very deeply steeped. In Marvel, meaning outside of the X-Men stuff that they have at 20th, mm-hmm. the other Marvel characters. You've got Hawkeye, like, well, you've how, got the Hulk, you've yeah. got a lot of those characters. Yeah, so yeah. much of that. Um, that. That was the big concern. And, you know, and, and, and any other sense in, in that story was it, it's actually way further in the future. Mm-hmm. They did this interesting near future thing here. Um, and, and interestingly, because obviously the movie was made, you know, long enough ago that they couldn't have anticipated Certain things that happen in politics, but it actually felt very political. Yeah, yeah, with the, with the with the strict borders between the U.S. Yeah, and Mexico, the strict and, borders, yeah. and, and then and even the GMO thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, the GMO thing I thought was extremely clever. You know, uh, so it, it's a very smart film on, on many levels. You know, it's very well made. Um, look, James Mangold is a, is a phenomenal director. He's awesome. Um, yeah, the Wolverine. The biggest disappointment about that movie is it's almost great. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, honestly, because the first two-thirds, you're really into yeah, it. I'm and totally then, into and it. And the, the third act just falls apart. Right. And, and my sense is this. You know, the problem at 20th for years for many of their movies, but particularly these franchise movies, is there's always been that thing you've heard. It's a movie by committee. You know, and the scripts, you know, are, are torn apart. And, they, you know, they throw things together. And they're usually they're making them for a date which was one of the very, very big problems with X3, The Last yes. Stand. Yeah. You know? Um, I mean, you know... Remember when they wanted Joss Whedon to write that movie? Yeah, but, you know, yeah. look, again, I mean, you, you can only assume how bad the, the, the story gets when two of your main actors aren't really available. Uh-huh. And they just do little cameos. Sure. You know? I mean, the, the movie fell apart. So, um, you know, because they had to make it for the date. Um, so, you know, yeah. I'm not really sure... How and why um, the Wolverines' third act fell apart, but it did, and it's story. The, the, story the battle with Silver Samurai, and, yeah, and some, yeah. It all it, it, it just becomes stupid when it, it was so ambitious, it had so much potential. You know, I mean, again, there they were loosely, you know, 
adapting the original Wolverine miniseries. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, yeah, looking at this movie, it's it's a really good movie, really good film, has some really good beats in it. It's it's exciting, it's fun, it's funny. You know, um, the R rating is perfect. You know, you oh. get you get the level of violence that. I mean, literally, in the comics, even, as well as in any other adaptation, you know, you have, you know, Wolverine using claws, and it's almost like you get this this subtle look away. You don't really see what he's doing with him. Or he's slashing from a, you know, he's already slashed through. Right. And you just see a little bit of something. Yeah, a little bit of blood, a little scratch, whatever. some some clothing torn. Yeah, yeah. Here, you know, it's decapitations, it's, you know... And not clean ones. You're seeing people get killed at an angle. Like, you're seeing the claws go through people at an angle, they're going into the armpits, they're going into all sorts of body parts. Yeah, it's just awesome. It's really visceral. It's awesome. Yeah, and, I mean, and and X-23, I mean... Incredible. So great. So great. Even just down to the subtleties of, you know, and we saw some of this in the trailer, you know, but the body movements and the growling and just the natural, you know, the attitude and the reaction is just so there, you know? And even her when she's not fighting, when she's not fighting and just being this sort of uh, non-social girl that that doesn't know social norms and and, and she's she's really, really, uh, uh, she's she's kind of got this uh, hesitation around other people and... um, it's pretty awesome just seeing yeah. her. She's a yeah. phenomenal actress. Yeah, she's fantastic. She's but, fantastic. Um, one thing that, that, that did get me was the treatment of Caliban because mm-hmm. we just saw Caliban in X-Men Apocalypse and they're almost entirely different characters. Mm-hmm. You know, this, this Caliban doesn't seem like the, the one that we knew from the Morlocks. This, this Caliban seems almost like a completely functional human being. And right. Not somebody right. who's, you know... Uh, he, he, he just he, happens he, to be... He has to be, you know, stay out of things as a unit because they've made him a vampire. Yeah. yeah. More than an albino, he's actually burning up. Yeah, he didn't seem so much like the Caliban that we knew or that we'd just recently seen in the X-Men yeah. Apocalypse. Yeah. Uh, Which is sort of typical 20th lack of continuity. <laughs> you know, like, wait, how did the X-Men Apocalypse Caliban... Um, Turn into this Caliban. So, so, he, he must have been listening to a lot of Tony Robbins or something. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so now we're getting to the territory to, you know, I, look. So, But I love the setup. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so typically what we've always done when we've done these things is we say our, our general feelings and then we start tearing things apart, mm-hmm. you know. And, uh, to where and, the audience believes yeah. that we didn't even like the movie. But, uh, uh, but uh, we really, really, really liked this uh, movie. You know, yeah, what's funny is when we reviewed, years ago we reviewed First Class mm-hmm. and I started the interview... The, the, uh, our podcast talking about it saying you know I really like the movie but and when I was done you looked at me it's like I don't think you like yeah, the movie I don't know if you like this one. and now when, when I talk about it people that stays in my brain I go like it's not a great movie oh X-Men First Class First Class yes, uh, yes. I, you know what but the first two thirds of this movie are yeah. uh, I mean the Caliban thing is the Caliban thing it, 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 Caliban still works in this movie he's just a different Caliban yeah uh, well, let me, let me and all the pieces fall into place. The writing is very good. So, so, so before we start really taking yeah. it apart, because it was really a feeling of why did I walk out going, why am I not like ranting and raving loving it? I have two theories. I think they both apply. Okay. One is a certain amount of ennui, you know, in regards to the franchise. Okay. You know, feeling it, it, it being a bit tired, you know, I mean, Apocalypse did not help. You know, I actually thought the best thing about Apocalypse was Wolverine. It was a great cameo. Sure. You know, um, the rest of it, I'm like, all right, where are they going with this? Then I started thinking to myself, I'm like, what is it? And I realized, so the source material, Old Man Logan, is, you know, in DC, we used to call him Elseworld. It's this possible future. More to the point, it's a possible future that isn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then re- in recent years, they've done something interesting where they've actually killed, you know, the normal 616 Wolverine character. And they've brought back that old man Logan character back to the present Marvel universe. Yeah. He survived the Doomverse. Or, yeah, yeah. And, and they've done something... Doomworld. In, yes. They've done something interesting with his character. He has a vulnerability and all that. He's older. His healing factor doesn't work as well. Um, but he's also trying to avoid his future because mm-hmm. it's this horrible dystopian future. And, and I think the conclusion I came to about my, my issue as a... Deep, as a deep fan, but even if I, I think for some people, maybe, maybe not, going to this movie, being a fan of, of this franchise, is you've kind of, this is such an end to the franchise. Like the story, I mean, yes, you can go on with the part of me, New Mutants, but you get, here are the spoilers, Xavier and Wolverine both die. Well, this is the end to the 
singer verse that was started in 1999-2000 or so that we, that we saw at the end of uh, Days of Future Past. But that's just it. Right. We not, got the, not, we, not the young X-Men ones that were already introduced in Apocalypse. No, exactly. But, but here's my issue is that... We don't know when we'll see them The again. best thing about Days of Future Past was, for me, all, seeing all the, the original X-Men stuff. Yes. And that ending was so good. No, it's not a whole messed up future anymore. Now it's, it's seemingly, we think it's, it's the present. And everyone's alive and happy. They've wiped out X3 completely. Mm-hmm. You know, and great. And now here we are, not that many years later, and this is set in 2029, 12 years from now. Days of Future Past was, how many years ago? Four years ago? Five sure. years ago? So, you know, it's, it's only 15, 16 years, you know, 17 years, whatever, after that. And everything is just completely to hell, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just and, one bad brain spasm for, the, for Charles, we think, yeah, to yeah. kill all of the X-Men so, in Westchester. So, 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 so now we'll, 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 let's get into exactly what went wrong. But, but my, my general point was, what a bummer. <laughs> you know? Like, this is just... Okay, and now, so I say, right. that makes it a great film, right? You know, the, the not the entirely happy ending, the, you know, bittersweet sort of happy ending, you know? But, like, do, do I want to see Wolverine go out like that? Is that it? You know, well, let's not get to the ending quite yet. I mean, the, the the movie is Wolverine and Caliban taking care of Professor Xavier. Right. You know, Wolverine's trying to not be Wolverine. He's trying to just be a limo driver and find a way to raise money to get this ship, this boat, to get he and Charles off of the mainland because mutants are still being hunted. Uh, you find out that there's this corporation that is hunting them for their DNA. Right. Uh, Charles is being wanted by Homeland Security, the equivalent of Homeland Security, because he. Killed a bunch of people in Westchester. We're guessing the X Men went with them, and then uh, in trying to save this money and they, kind of being they seem to make out, reference to about seven of them being there and dying. Right? Uh, the you know the corporation catches up with them because you know X twenty three escaped from them and is looking for Logan to deliver her into the United States and across to Canada, where there's this utopian place that we find out later came out of a comic book where she'll be safe with the rest of her, the escapee right. kids that were being experimented the, on. The reference is, is Eden, right? Eden, Alpha Flight. No, <laughs> uh, New Moon's Alpha Flight, Eden. It's just Canada. Everybody wants to go to Canada, which again, when they started making this music, this movie, they didn't think that would be in a right. Trump Right, but, but it's so political, yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> Let's That's go great. to Canada. Uh, Trudeau will, stay, will, will take care of us. Um, so I loved... The first two thirds of this movie mm-hmm. so much. Yeah, I was loving it. Uh, and then um, the action's awesome. The writing is awesome. The set pieces are great. And then we get to the set piece to end all set pieces, I think, which is the introduction to X, of X twenty four. And once yeah. you get the introduction of X twenty four, and there's a there's a tone shift almost to horror yes. to a horror movie, which some people are critical of. I think it was pretty interesting. Uh, and thematically. Ian turned to me when, you know, they said, get us X-24, because obviously Logan had continued to escape from the bad guys chasing them. Uh, you hear this reference of X-24 getting deployed in order to finally put, put an end to Logan, Charles, and, and, and Laura escaping. And Ian goes, do you think X-24 is Deadpool? Which would have been great. Um, an older Deadpool, right? Yeah. An older Deadpool. Which uh, are, now, you're, I don't know if you read the the recent comics. Sure. Um, cool. With you know, so they, they went back to the apocalypse thing, the apocalypse mm-hmm. wars. Yeah. In the distant future, yeah. Deadpool's working for apocalypse. Deadpool's working for and apocalypse. he's just all messed up. You know. Uh, well, he's crazier than crazy. Right. Um, yes, X twenty four, and and so what we find out is that X twenty four is a younger, in, uh, entirely feral Wolverine. I understand on a script page. Is he is he straight up clone or was he was supposed I to be like his pieces sewn together or I think he's a straight up clone and I think on the script page or when you're looking at the broad strokes of creating this movie I think it's and you're looking at ending this film legacy for Wolverine or the Hugh Jackman Wolverine you're looking at it and being like okay the one thing that he needed to get over and to finally destroy is his rage and so you have this Wolverine that is the full embodied, on embodiment yeah. this is full on embodiment of the rage and I definitely get that on a technical level and on a thematic level. I'm like, okay, cool. On a thematic level, that absolutely works. Um, within the confines of this story, where it is... Oh, well, can I just say, did you th- think it was funny visually that it was like, okay, here's Jackman with his head butt buzzed, and here's Jackman with his wig? Yes. <laughs> well, I'm watching this thing, and 
And the farmhouse scene, you have Charles and, and Wolverine and, and X-23 hiding out in this farmhouse. Right. Which you know from the second they start hiding out in this farmhouse, they're just going to get this family killed. Yeah, I thought the which, same thing. Which is so uncharacteristic of it, Charles. Yeah, well, you can Cause, argue cause, that cause, Alzheimer's or whatever's wrong with him. But yeah, it was literally like he convinces, he insists, you know, Logan's going, yes, it's a bad idea. Logan says, well, come this on, a idea. live a little. And I know I'm, I'm sitting there thinking the same thing. I'm like, didn't you just Seriously? murder a bunch of people in Westchester? Yeah, like, like is, is there any way this is not ending with them all dead? Which it is. Yeah. And it does. It does, exactly. And that's on Charles. So Absolutely. It, so it, and on Logan, too. So, well, there's a bit of erosion to Charles in that decision. And ultimately, you see X24 kill Charles, which. Again, there's something poetic about this clone of Logan killing Charles and Charles thinking that he's killed by this student who loved him so much and his protege who loved him so much. Um, but it's not satisfying in the way it's handled because it, it, there's this tone shift that happens right there. And, yeah. and, and you don't really see a gain in the cost. You know? And that's going to come back again when we ultimately see Wolverine himself die in that there's no gain in the cost. Right. There's no sacrifice that's being made by this huge character. There's no lesson being learned by this huge character. It, well, well, it just feels like well, a I, I, tragedy I, for tragedy's sake or murder for murder's sake. I felt like the way they set it up, it, I thought that he should have already been to the point where it was, okay, he's with her, he's saving her. But they, they did stage it as... They left. Oh, he realizes, no, they're in trouble, and he has to go and save them. Well, he has you're to take all, all... Yeah, well, you said you're talking about Wolverine dying. Well, not, well let, not... let's, keep, let's stay on Charles dying, because I think, okay. I think it's still unsatisfying. Okay, okay. I found yeah, Charles' I death I agree. really unsatisfying, and obviously, when when You Logan want to see him go him, out he like says, a hero. For me, actually, right. the, the vague, the um, Was it Vegas, or was it... It was elsewhere? Oklahoma City. Oh, yeah, Oklahoma City, with, with, with the, the casino, the mm-hmm. hotel. For me, that was... Even though it was a reaction, it, but it was sort of heroic. It's like it's Xavier. It's mm-hmm. like they were about to kill him, and he saved the day. Right. And I was really up in, in, inside. I was kind of cheering a little bit. Sure. You know, and I kind of wanted that again before he goes out. Let him do something. You know. Yeah, let him do something. Uh, the problem is it, the character has been written in a way that the only thing he can still do is another one of those mental spasms. Right. Well, he uh, is in his nineties. Right. And that's in that. And that's fine. It. We've seen Logan be the o- Logan and X twenty three be the only two characters who are able to still try and function during one of those mental paralysis things. Right. Um, and we've seen him take out the uh, the bad guys with the guns while they're completely incapacitated and frozen. I thought that sequence in Oklahoma City in the casino was really awesome. I loved it. Imagine a sequence where Logan gets back to the farmhouse. Charles, because he's psychic. Realizes that's not Logan. He's completely feral. Mm-hmm. Uh, tries defending himself with a mind spasm. And Logan has to race another version of himself in a similar sequence where there's mental paralysis and they're battling against it. Except this one's also immune because he has the healing factor and he has the, the, right. the mental resistance. It makes for a more... Tense variation or an escalation of a variation of the scene uh, that we've seen before. It does. I would have liked it better, but it takes away from the drama of. There was definitely from from the staging of he's talking to him, he's all that, and then suddenly it's he's stabbed, and you know, it's that realization suddenly when you really see the face, it's a younger version. Mm -hmm. You know, the hair, all that's different. Did anybody think that was actually Logan though? No. I mean, I didn't. But, no, you know, I was like, but, okay, this is a scene where you get killed by one of these Reavers. Right. I thought it was one of the Reavers. I was like, okay, well, this is X-24, whatever that is. Probably a Reaver. Uh, and I have a bigger thesis for the, for the X-24 stuff. But, um, yeah, you see Charles die. He dies in the back of a pickup truck and gets buried by the side of a lake. And that's fine. And then you get into Canada and the introduction to, let's just call them the New Mutants. Yeah, Because totally. <laughs> Richter's there. Uh, and... When I walked out of there, I there's a there's there's a race to Canada because obviously the you know these reavers who are willing to fight through Me- you know across the Mexican border and into the U.S. will have no qualms hunting you down in Canada. <laughs> so you have this scene where the New Mutants are, be- are rushing to cross the border to Canada and the reavers are chasing them, 
in X-24 is there and Logan realizes that the kids have gone on without him and he's got to catch up and save all these kids. Um, and the kids are getting picked off and right. this and that. And he takes the drug that will help him heal in small doses. He takes all of it. He takes so all of it. So he's just, you know, pumped up on and it. And he's like, I, you know, I'm going to go out with a bang. Uh, Which is great because for a couple of minutes we get our old Wolverine. But at that point, to me, the movie had plateaued in that that end fight scene doesn't add anything beyond what we got at the farmhouse. Yeah, I agree We have that. two action scenes that yeah. are kind of at the same level. And between them, there's not a whole lot of character advancement. Well, well, what bothered me in that scene, and it speaks to, I actually could back up a bit. I thought it was great that the whole Eden thing, the rendezvous, was about the kids who were fans of the mm-hmm. comics, and it was about them coming together again. As you say, it's in the mutant thing. And I literally, in my brain, I was going like, it's, wow, this is so beyond Thunderdome, right? How, how much would you have gone nuts to see, like, Sam Guthrie zooming around? Would have loved or, it. Or, like, Sunspot. Yeah, exactly. Burst up. I won't play, Bobby was one of the, them. I was like, I don't know, is it Sunspot or not? Right. You know? Um, like, you know, a couple of the names. I was looking for it, you know? Sure. But, but exactly that. But they're in Mexico. I, they would have called him Roberto. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but, he, but he is Roberto. Right? But, but the name was yeah. Bobby on the thing. Right? Yeah, true, true. But, um, but I'm saying the character's Brazilian. He's Roberto, right. you know? Uh, but um, I I felt like we didn't get enough time with them. We didn't care about them at all. When we should have. Yeah, we did not care. I about felt those we got he got there. We got there. We should have seen some time, some you know more interaction. And they were just okay. Yeah, she grew up with them. They're her friends. That's sure. it. There you go. Boom. And added to that, because she's so badass with her abilities, we saw a little bit of them with their abilities. But when they're hunted. No, they, they, they really they suck. They really yeah, suck. they're kids, but still, they ultimately kill one guy. Right, but, but that, that's all of them on one, very slowly. You know, you see a girl freeze a guy's arm off. You yeah. see somebody else, you know, shred some people and explode them. Some and by the way, and, and the girl with the freezing breath is the complete nod to Iceman, sure. right? And I was like, all right, well, she's probably Iceman's kid, you know, in the same whole, you know, yeah, DNA insemination thing, thing. yeah. Right. So, um. Well, all right, we saw the breath once, now let her ice up a little bit. Yeah. You know, go a little bit further. I feel like punches were pulled on that ending, and uh, I, trust me, that ending is really freaking expensive, the way Ian and I want it, where Sunspot's yeah. running around. With, Absolutely. With, like, that's an expensive ending. We get it. Um, my qualms are... Yeah, Sunspot, Cannonball. Sure. You know, um, you know, maybe a little magma. You know, I mean, it's all there. But... Uh, Really, ultimately, if this is a movie about Logan's legacy, and this is a Logan, uh, this is about him passing on these lessons to X twenty three, or having X twenty three, you know, feel this uh, this emotion at the end, and finally give in to this rage and, and, and give it up, and about he giving up his rage. I don't know what we gained in that ending when she turns that cross into an X in the final shot of the movie. I don't know why. I don't know what lesson he bestowed upon her. Mm-hmm. I don't know what sacrifice he made. In dying for them, I don't know um, what well, I don't. Well, I don't well, 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 well I, I, let me speak I, to I that. I have a ton bit. of questions that don't really so, say they got answered. I, I, I actually, I, I do see what that was. You know, for her, she, it, it's it's like it's her hero. It, it, it's more than that. It's a little bit childish, but she knows he's her father. Sure. Um, and even though she says what she wanted, she still wants her father. It doesn't make sense. There's nothing logical about it. You're my father and you're just giving me up. Mm-hmm. I haven't even known you and you're not looking to stay with me or be there with me and all that. And even though it doesn't necessarily mean that, he came and saved the day and died for them. He saved her. He was there for her. He made the ultimate sacrifice for her. I think that's the point there. And yes, she has the hero worship and looking at you know the cross on the grave, yes, she turns into an ex. You know? It's for me a little bit reminiscent, speaking of the Reavers, right. Of the crucifixion of Wolverine. That's what I thought. Way so. back, and you know, and, and Mark Sylvester got thanked in the in the end. Yeah, because yeah, right, and, yeah, and, and, and then, well, both for the Reavers and also, and Wolverine's crucified on an axe, not on right. a cross. You right. know, in, in that storyline. Yeah. So you know, yeah. So exactly. So it was a little bit of a visual nod to that, right? But here's uh, Logan overcoming his rage. At that point, is something that I feel like we've seen in several movies at that point, mm-hmm. is Logan having to overcome his rage in order to save the day. I think we've seen that before. Sure. Having Logan uh, 
having here here's the problem is with for me is with X24 being that villain. Yeah. When they called upon X24 now imagine this this is me and my dream of dreams and this is tough this is really uh this would be some ballsy filmmaking. If X24 had been another child. Mm-hmm. If X24 had been another child which was lethal was their assassin uh, I don't understand why they need Laura if they have X24. Right. Why do they need Laura back well, if well, they have actually, X24? Actually, what you mean... Well, <laughs> like, no, 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 they don't they say, have a they don't say they need her back. They're saying she can't be out there. Right. They, say, they actually say dead but, or alive. Their whole thing is this is their product they created and they're not good. They're, they're bad. They're faulty. They have to be wiped out. They can't be out in the world is what so, they're saying. So... Here's, if, if, you if, make a good point of if why. X20, if X24 had been a, a child, no, the answer, then the answer to why, Wolverine's no, actually battling more no, than just a rage-filled no, version but, of himself. No, no. He's battling his, his, yes, his code. But back up, back up. So you asked the question of, of why they're going after They're going after because, and, and you're actually now bringing us into what he I want to He says it's IP and this and that. It, it's more than that. Well, okay? he says it. He says it. Yes, you know, but, but it, it's that, but it's more than that. So let's talk about the real villain, the doctor, Dr. Sure. Xander Rice. I was a bit confused. I'm sitting in the movie and I'm going like, all right, so we find out the twist is he's the son of the man that created Wolverine. And then Jackman does this little interesting, you know, voice dialect thing, which sounded to me like Brian Cox, mm-hmm. who played Stryker. Right. Okay? So here was my confusion. Because I read, I read an article. Was NX too. <laughs> and, and looks a lot, looks a lot like the actor, but he was mastermind. It was Steven sure. Stryker, okay? Mm-hmm. So now we have the character. But here's the question. Is he supposed to be Stryker's kid or Dr. Cornelius from Wolverine Origins' kid? I don't think you can do that in film and just introduce a character that... And why is the name different? Right. But, so, so, so that's one of my biggest problems with the movie. I'm not sure which of them he's supposed to be. I think he looked so much like the Steven character that that's why I thought that's who it was. But then why didn't he have any mastermind abilities? And then we're led to believe that a, and I thought it was very clever, mm-hmm. the GMO reference I made, that they got rid of all the new mutant births by introducing chemicals and sterilization of mutants you know, into mm-hmm. the water supply, into food, all that. So they explained that, okay? And then they implied that there was some hunting done. Mm-hmm. You know, they talk about Calvin and all that. So when you ask why they're going after them, it's really simple. They've created them to only exist as weapons. their little playthings, yeah. their weapons. Otherwise, they can't be out there. They can't be out in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, if they're out in the world, they can restart the whole thing. So that's the answer to that. So that they being, did say dead or alive. It wasn't only about capturing her. That being said, I think that I, that's just my idea that if, that if X twenty four was or something other than what we got, the, the, there was a way to make a more well. The big question is if you could have made an X twenty four. Why would you have gone through all the effort of all the impregnating? Mm-hmm. So actually, let's get a little deeper into X-23. I was bothered that they were the kids of, the, of whomever they had the samples of. Because in the comics, it is a clone. Mm-hmm. And in fact, they have a damaged DNA sample. And X-23 is the 23rd attempt to clone Wolverine. Because that has gone bad. Where they've decided, you know what? It's not working. Yeah, they're trying to make a straight-up clone. So, all right, they can't do an XY. They only have the X chromosome. So they'll do a double X. So she's mm-hmm. going to be female. And, you know, they introduce some other DNA, you know, so there's a little bit of a, you know, of a drift. Sure. Um, but ultimately, they know what they're going to get. They're going to get a mutant, you know. One of my issues with them being children is you don't know what you're going to get with, a, with a, just a child, half mutant, half random woman. Right. I mean, by the way, it's... This movie, I thought, borrowed from a couple of other comic book properties. Here, it borrowed a lot from Elephant Man. Sure. Okay, down to the, you know, the mothers and being either dying in the childbirth or being killed afterwards or whatever. You know, it's very Elephant Man. But, you know, you know at least in that, straight-up hybrid, well, you know, that comic is, it's, they're literally taking the DNA of an animal and splicing it with a human to make it a hybrid. Well, you know you're going to get a hybrid. Right. Here, you don't know you're going to get a child with Wolverine's abilities by doing that. With a clone, you know. Right. So, I think ultimately, in the comics, he ultimately saw her as his daughter. But I think that making her his daughter, you know, straight up, it's your kid, you know, and you have to deal with that, you know. And so I get emotionally that works better. Mm -hmm. But that was my problem plot-wise with that. 
Um, so the argument becomes, if you could have cloned them, why didn't you do it all along? Well, arguably, maybe they hadn't really figured out the cloning process yet. You know, the idea here is that they grew it pretty quickly. Uh-huh. You know, um, I, I, I thought there was something to the idea that um, I thought I saw some Cutting? cuts. Yeah, yeah. So I think there was an idea there that, that, that they actually cloned parts and spliced them together. For X24? Yeah, for X24. You know, I'm not sure. I, I think there was an implication that he's fully grown. Right. You know, he didn't, you know, he didn't develop over years. You know, like, so X23 was, yeah, they did the DNA thing and she grew and she grew up. That you being know? said, we really liked the movie. <laughs> we did, we did. And that, another interesting thing I thought, there was, it was a sort of a subtle nod to the Weapon Plus program is that she's X23-23. All the kids are X23. Mm-hmm. You know, so the Weapon Plus program in the comics, originally we knew Wolverine was Weapon X. Right. And eventually we always thought Weapon X was a reference to, okay, X, it's X-Men, it's a, it's a number. Eventually they introduced an idea of Weapon Plus with Captain America being Weapon I or Weapon right. 1. And all these diff- other things throughout Marvel history. Deadpool was actually Weapon XI, mm-hmm. you know, so that was the Weapon Plus program. And, but there had been Weapon X that was more than Wolverine, so they sort of borrowed from the, which was because... The Weapon X that was lots of different characters was a different storyline than what Weapon Plus was. So bringing it together, the fact that X-23 is an iteration of a program with there being numbers of X-23, I actually really like that. You know, I like the idea of that. But I think ultimately with this, this clone thing, was, or this is a new attempt, the, the technology going a different way. The simple truth is if you have genetic material, right. you know, the easiest thing to do would be to Clone. take that genetic material, no, oh. to take that genetic material and impregnate sure. someone else with them. That, that, that's the more, I don't want to say basic, but more along the lines of, you know, science we're doing. But, you know, again, we're, we're cloning now also. Right. So either way, the idea of a clone that was not grown at a normal rate, that's going through a little bit more of a science fiction place. Yeah. You know? So, you know, um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, the, the, these were issues I had with it. Um, Ultimately, Laura's a great character. Um, she, she, they have sort of, even in the comics now, they sort of refer to her as his daughter. You know, mm-hmm. she's not. You know, she isn't this. Yeah, yeah. But, but I'm saying, I mean, right. actually, actually, n- none of his actual biological kids actually really, you know, ended up so well no. in the comics because he's basically killed the, right. pretty much all of them. Um, what? Where do? Where do you think we see X twenty three next? Well, so. We've got this it, Deadpool movie coming out. I, 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 I sent an email out that, you know, that, that you accused me of, of falling into clickbait. Oh. I just liked the idea so much, which is the idea that, you know, w- one of the kids in there was telekinetic and wouldn't it be great if he's cable. And the reason, yeah, I was hoping to start a conversation, but I decided to leave it for this because, because so Cable is a character that we've already had, you know, name dropped in the closing, uh, you know, the, the, the after credit right. stuff in Deadpool, right? Um, and uh, were you surprised there was no after-credit stuff here, by the way? I was. Well, yeah, but James Mangold came out today and said we had nothing left to say. Like, yeah, I know. And that's fair. I that's think fair. tonally it would have been weird to have an after I, I think scene. so. Yeah. I think so. But, but I was still a little surprised. Um, well, so, so Cable is in the comics. He's Cyclops and sort of Jean Grey. It's really Jean Grey's clone. But their kid who gets you know, this techno-organic virus. He's been on prior stuff. Oh. So. What's so, that? Yeah, that part, yeah, yeah. Ultimately, they said, "Well, it may as well be genes." So, right. if sort of they don't. They really got rid of a Madeline Pryor. Well, 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 no, what, what, what they did was she was a clone of genes, and so as a as a baby, he gets a technogenic virus from Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Then he's taken into the future, two thousand years to cure it. Yeah, to, to cure it, and somewhat ironically, to fight Apocalypse. Right. You know, by the clan of Ascani, so who's the Ascani son, and then the big twist is. We have Cable running around right at the same time, and he's this old man, and then you find out he's actually the kid mm-hmm. who grew up in the future. And later, to help along the family thing, they took the minds of Jean Grey and Scott Summers, of, you know, and they sent them into the future, and we find out they body-swapped into the future and actually raised them, mm-hmm. which is sort of like a nice, yeah, they really were his parents. So, right. so they did that. But the point is that in reference to X-23... There was a little bit of a clickbait article of what if one of those new mutants was Cable, because at least it's a little bit in the future, and if he grew up, and now, you know... There are no a, a, as, Yeah, if he ends up being 60, you know, so now he's, what, 70 years in the future, or so, you know, 60 years in the future, what have you, 
he could have easily, now there's time travel, and Cable can come back, and X-23 can come back as an adult. Right. So I just thought that's an interesting idea. It's not quite the same, but elements of it, you know? Do I think they're going to do that? No, I don't think they're going to do that. But, <laughs> I'm pretty but, sure they're not going to do that. But, but that's an interesting way to do it. Right. And that, it's also an interesting way, again, it makes it all convoluted where it already is, but it's sort of another Days of Future Past. But However, the actual comics have actually done this over and over again with characters, where they first did There's Days of Future Past. a lot of Days of Future Past. Well, right, right, right. But, and this is how they've ended up having other characters show up and stay. Some of our favorite characters. Rachel Gray and Bishop are both from basically a retread of Days of Future Past, mm-hmm. and then they came back and stayed. Right. You know? So the point is that that's how you do it. And listen, they're doing it again. They have, you know, the um, daughter of Luke Cage and Jessica Jones mm-hmm. in, a, in a future grows up to be Captain America. Right. And they have her in the present now. Yeah, she's, you know, so, she's getting her own book. Yeah, so they're, they're, they keep, they've done this repeatedly. The Marvel books have done it. But it's kind of this cool thing. You come up with this interesting concept of a character in the future, you know, and, you know, what it is with the parents. And then, you know, it, it's a little bit of Terminator, you know. But, you know, you throw them in, right? Uh, you can argue that all the five core X-Men are that version right now in the Marvel comics. Yeah, exactly. You know? they, were, they, they turned it on but its head. But it's a reverse, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, Although and there the, are no repercussions. I want to see that world. Where the five well, X Men were removed from it well, to brought it to be brought yeah, it yeah, and, and that's just it. And then you make a good argument with that it's they were supposedly arguing that they don't come from an alternate timeline, mm-hmm. and they are the real ones. And yet it has to be an alternate timeline because the world that they're from, they're gone from. They don't have an X. Yeah, yeah. You can't put them back where they left because now they've aged. All this it it it's really is a mess. Right. So there'd be. There, we're going to get that story where you end up seeing that. I think. I didn't think it would last this long. I figured maybe through Bendis' run, and now we're getting they're the again, they're doing another X-Men, book. Yeah. You know, yeah. Turns out they're the X Men, but, you know, in that world now, Magneto's but, basically taken over, and he's, guess, he's yeah. running. So now we have them in, in, in modern times, the strangest right. teens of all. That's the House of M world now. Yeah. Because it's basically just the Magneto's hey, family hey, running around. Po- poor, poor Charles Xavier in that world. Yeah. Well, where my kids go? Right. He rings the dinner bell and nobody comes to dinner. Yeah. You know, he just got to go. He's got to go find the new. He's got to right. find the new X Men. Or, or it actually isn't clear when they took him. Was he? They don't say it, so he must not have faked his death yet. Right. You know, because talk about Charles Xavier actually being a dick when he has these teenagers running around and he fakes his death <laughs> to prepare for an alien invasion. It's actually happened for about thirty issues in the original X Men run. You know, way back in the sixties. Where they actually thought Xavier was dead for a while. Xavier's been dead so many times. <laughs> is he dead in this? In the, in the, the movie? Fox movies? Well, he is now, but in, he also died in X3. And we're done but then his, he yeah. brain switched, you know? He brain switched. Uh, he didn't, but the body ended up looking the same, but the brain switched. Um, right. we, we have this, uh, again, the question is, oh, we're going to see this X-Force movie. Right. We're guessing that the X-Force movie is roughly Deadpool 3. Yes. That we have Deadpool and Cable running around Deadpool 2. We have an X-Force coming together. Uh, when do we see the young mutants again? Do we see... Well, that's just it. They've been talking about being... Laura's in, in, you say Laura's part of this X-Force? I mean, that, 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 the question for me becomes this. The way they've now said it, you don't, you know, I don't think it's those kids. I think they've got to be a little bit older. So, you know, I don't think they're going to set it in 2035. Right. You know? So that's why I talked about the time travel. Because how do you create this great character of X-23 and not have her in it? Right. You know? Yeah, she's got to be pulled forward a bit. Yeah. And, and, and the way to do it is, yeah, you make a Wolverine in honor of him. Mm-hmm. You know? But, but, you know, you bring it back. But, but part of the problem even there is... How do you even do that in a present before 2029 where he's not dead? Right. He'd still be running around. Right. So it, I, th- I think that they, it's they've experienced a lot of problems. Um, and we're not going to get more James... Correct me if I'm wrong. We're not going to get more James McAvoy, Professor X um, timeline? Well, they, we don't know that Michael Fassbender sure. and James no, McAvoy no, no. said that they're, this kinda, they don't know if they're going to keep playing these characters. They don't know. Right. Um, uh, what do you call it? Um, Jennifer Lawrence? No, no. Patrick Stewart sure. and uh, Ian McKellen have said they're done. Right. But McAvoy and Fassbender, I'm not sure how done they are. Here's the thing. Fassbender, love his Magneto. We don't need him. 
Right. But I think it's it's a little difficult to do those younger X-Men again, and there's the rumors of Supernova, without Xavier. You know? Mm-hmm. It's not impossible, as I just referenced. There were plenty of times where Xavier disappeared because he was supposedly dead, and he was off preparing for some alien invasion or something. Right. So that, that, that's part of the comics lore, you know, the kids ran off on their own. Don't know how you um, do that in a movie, but you can find other reasons for him to Right. Be he, gone. he could not be there. But um, yeah, it would surpri- I, I, I would be very surprised to see those X-Men that we had in Apocalypse show up again without McAvoy. Mm-hmm. The reality is having Fassbender in it, it's, it's almost silly because, you know, the whole back and forth of pulling on who's right, who's wrong thing has been done, you know, ad infinitum ad nauseum. Yeah, you at know? some point, all the X-Men movies just turned into, you're better than this, Eric. Right. And that was yeah. the majority of any of those movies with Magneto in it were just, by the end of the movie, someone imploring well, Eric that he was better than that. Well, at, at the end of the first one, it was their chess match. Sure. You know? And the second one, okay, it was actually kind of cool. They team up and, a little bit. Yeah, and that was great. And mind you, so here, I'm going to come back to something you asked me at the beginning of our conversation here which was, is it the best? X2 for me, I love that movie. I do too. I just love it. Yeah. Is this a better film? Probably. Especially from the perspective of film reviewers. Sure. However, film reviewers love Iron Man 3 and we think it's a no, big piece of shit. I don't think film reviewers do love Iron Man 3. Show me that film review. I think, I think history's shown that movie out. Has history shown out? At the time, the reviews were exceedingly positive for that movie. <laughs> Film reviewers really liked the movie. Because without getting into everything else, it was like, oh, it's a character arc. And, you know, getting into that. I thought it was ridiculously self-indulgent. You know, and it was Downey and Black just going, look, we have our issues and we're just going to do what the hell we want to do, you know, on film. And Feige is going, okay, you get to do whatever the hell the fuck you want as long as you, do, you, you show up again. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's what that movie was. Yeah. Um, I actually watched Civil War again, and Civil War I love. One of the best things about Civil War is they actually said, oh, you know, it's been a little bit messy between Iron Man 3, and then you have, you know, a little ref- you know, very small reference to Pepper and Avengers 2. You actually have him expound a bit on how all of these work together because it really didn't feel like they did. Right. You know, in Civil War, one of the best things about it, it fixed it. You know, talk about him with the suits, all of it. You know, Civil everything War was he did. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. But um, maybe my favorite of those Marvel Studio movies. Um, definitely up there for me. Uh, as I said, you know, to me, all three Captain America movies are perfect. Mm-hmm. They're without a doubt across the board, and it's interesting to me because a lot of people that maybe more non fanboy, the first Captain America, the, the lukewarm on, I think because it's the World War II thing, but sure. it's just so good. But those movies really lack flaws. I lo- yeah, you know? I, lo- I love the uh, But what I yeah. recognize about Civil War is if you're not a giant fanboy and, and have not followed all of these movies, it's probably a bit dense. Yeah. It's a bit it's <laughs> hard a to get going into. On. There's so much going on and so many characters and everything else. Mm-hmm. But yes, as a fanboy, it just pays off so much. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, so, so this, this movie, you know, so ultimately looking at it, yeah, I mean like, X2 for me is so good and the emotion and everything else and you know it's uplifting and yet it still it has that great cinematic we have this huge death at the end but you you know the implication we know is fanboys is she really dead you know I mean but it's sacrifice it's just it's great yeah and it's great in I every didn't way I feel that sacrifice in this film yeah in the Logan it, it didn't feel like it was for something as you said of either character it, so mm-hmm. for me it was just it's it's very bittersweet. But again, a lot of people would say that cinematically, that's a great movie. A bittersweet sure. movie, it, it, you know, a bittersweet ending is great. Right. You know, so I have to say, it's like cinematically, I think, you know, it's, it's a really good film and I expect people to like it. I definitely say, say people should watch it. But, you know, it's odd. Our quibbles are just that. We have really small issues with the movie. Almost you know, and I really the like act. the movie. I absolutely do. Yeah. But, you know, our buddy Justin, you know, after the movie, we said, it's like, you know, he went into it thinking, you know, He's going to take his girlfriend and, you know, he's definitely going to see again. And he came out and was like, I don't know if I need to see it again. He said that? Yeah. 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 Um, X2, I was running to see again. Yes. X2 was one I saw twice in the theaters. Yeah. Same here. Um, 
Okay, so Logan, highly recommended for yeah. us. It, it's a great uh, movie. Pretty it's, awesome movie. Yeah, um, and it does. So uh, the, my the, thing is, the, notwithstanding the, the New Mutants introduction, it just really felt like the end. And I know it is that for those two characters, but it just, for me, it ends, and I'm like, the, the point I was making before about the comic is, it's an Elseworld. It's a one-off right. story. It's not supposed. And, and I thought it was fun to watch way. that. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was a lot of fun to watch it that way. Yeah, yeah, but it's not. No one, when we read Old Man Logan, did we think this is how Wolverine ends up? And you know, we didn't <laughs> right. think that. No. And honestly, in Old Man Logan, he doesn't die. Mm-hmm. He gets his his character arc, and he's ready to be done. And then he finds the strength to come back and be more. Right. And the end of that of that initial story is still he's still out there, which is why they've now revisited him. Mm-hmm. Because it's his redemption. Right. You know? One of my issues with the with the movie was it's not is it it's not really clear to me, was Wolverine already checked out before Xavier killed everyone, or did he check out after that? You know, because it seems like when Xavier when they're having their, their exchanges about things, you know, and he's such a failure and a disappointment, you know, what's the deal here? You know, what is that about? Right. Well, I didn't think about it that. I, I, I thought that the did, Westchester did, tragedy was did, what really got... Wolverine. Did you like that they took that as- yes. the aspect of the, of the comic story? In the comics, the idea is that all the Marvel villains have risen up together and they wiped everyone out. And Mastermind got on Wolverine's head mm-hmm. and made it convinced that all the X-Men were bad guys. And Wolverine killed them all. Right. So it was an interesting little twist to say, oh, no, Xavier did it. You know? But, yeah, under what circumstances? Because he right. freaking senile Alzheimer's or something, had a seizure and just wiped out half of Westchester. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's, it's, I, I think that's a great idea. Oh, and so my reference to the, another comic thing is they borrowed a bit from Valiant's Toyo Harada, and you know, we're now developing a Valiant cinematic universe. Mm-hmm. But in that, Toyo Harada is a pretty old telepath. Um, you know, he basically was probably came out of um, Hiroshima, you know, and, but. Um, he periodically has to, he doesn't sleep very often because when he does, it's a possibility of mind quakes and That's nightmares. Cool. And yeah, and, it's, and he has to be in a special chamber that, oh yeah, you know, people can just get fried. So it, he it, can just kill a lot of people at once. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's not in control. It's interesting. That's why you yeah. asked me if I read Valiant Comics. Yeah, because huh. it, it felt like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, guys, uh, that is our Logan special. Two thumbs up for me and I, for a total of four thumbs. Yes. Uh, up and uh, our reservations were all pretty limited towards that ending. Yeah, uh, which is tough because it is a movie about an ending. Yeah, yeah. We'll be back with more, especially for Iron Fist. We're definitely going to do an Iron oh, Fist yes. special. You're pretty excited about that. I'm very excited. I, I, I love all the Netflix stuff. Um, I'm excited for Iron Fist. I'm excited for Colleen Wing. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll have to let me know how quickly you watch it. Sure. You know me, I will I will <laughs> be, be done, done by Sunday, hours, if yeah. not by Saturday or Friday night. <laughs> I will let you know how quickly I yeah. watch it. Um, Geekscape is that is us. Continue to watch the feed, watch geekscape.net, and check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. We are going to make some pretty exciting changes here to the weekly podcast, mainly that it is coming back to a consistent weekly schedule. So stay tuned for that announcement. Uh, it should be very, very soon. Uh, thanks for listening, Ian. Thank you for coming on and espousing your expert opinion. Uh, and yeah, keep no, safe. No pun there. No, we will catch you next time, okay? Over and out.